and we are still in January. We will um, uh, look into you know our growth in our Christian life. We talk about um, the basics and understanding of our uh, knowledge of salvation. We talk about for the last two weeks of what we were before we um, came before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. And we knew that we were dead in sins and we were condemned. We were under the wrath of God and we were under, uh, we are the servants of sin and we were um, headed towards the lake of fire and also we were lost. So those are the reality, those are uh, the facts of the scripture. I mean, and, and again, I believe um, they are factual, I believe they are true and we um, subscribe to that understanding of the scripture describing of who we were before Christ came to our lives. So we were lost. So now, what did God promise to us? So we also talk about that the following uh, uh, Sunday last week. Uh, we talk about the promise of God into our lives that uh, He promised us eternal life. So we understand eternal life, it doesn't stop. So that means uh, we believe that one saved, always saved. So because of that reality, um, we rejoice in the Lord for that unspeakable gift. So that will tell us that salvation is really unspeakable gift because it cannot cease, it cannot stop because the promise is eternal life. So there's no eternal there if our, if our um, you know, salvation will stop somewhere. So we understand that and uh, we believe in that. One of the promises of the Lord is the forgiveness of our sins. We have been forgiven, so therefore we ought to give thanks to God for the great forgiveness and mercies that He has given to us. And He promised us also salvation. He promised to us um, that he, he will dwell in our hearts and He is in our hearts. Right now, at this moment, I believe that He is in our hearts. So, um, because of that, we live, um, the Bible says, circumspectly, circumspectly. You know, when, you, when I heard of the word circumspectly the first time in my life, I think I was 19 years old, when I heard the word for the first time, and then Pastor Jimbo explained what is that word. It's like a cat, you know, because in Philippines it's very common that we have um, concrete fences in, our, in the houses. Um, we have concrete fences and people park on the house, climb through the fence or climb through the wall or concrete um, wall and then into the house. So what the people are doing, the, the, the um, you know, embed in those, on the top of the fence, uh, they, they, they would embed those sharp metals or, or broken glasses there, they would embed that so that you know, the burglars do not go in, or otherwise they will be injured there and um, doing that. So, but again, there are there are these cats. The cats are like walking through the fences, even though there are sharp, um, sharp um, glass there. And you know, if you observe the cat, they walk very, very carefully. They walk very carefully. Why is that? Because 
you know, they might get hurt there of the broken glasses. And that action of the cat is circumspect. That is um, careful walk. Careful walk. So, so now that word cannot be erased in my mind. So let us walk circumspectly. Why? Because the Lord Jesus dwells in us. He is in our heart. He is inside us. So because of that reality, even though no one is watching us, even though no one is looking at us, we still live our lives according to God's will, according to what God says. We cannot just, you know, um, do things because no one, no one is watching. Even if you are in your own bedroom by yourself, the Lord Jesus lives in you and He knows your thoughts, He knows your plans, he knows what you are aware of what you are going to do. And you need to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit of God so that you will not go against His will. Why? Because the Lord Jesus lives in our heart. So that is the reason why we need to uh, live a holy life because the Lord Jesus lives in our heart. Um, I talked to Sam this morning about Goldress Garaman. Who knows Goldress Garaman? Who knows, who knows the person? Goldress Garaman. No one knows? You're not watching news? <laughs> wow, I can't believe it. Goldress Garaman is our MP. He's a member of parliament. I can't believe it. No one, no one, no one knows the person. Yes, she, she's called Shaplin She is a member of parliament. They have a salary of $250,000 a year. That's five times the natural salary we have. If you have, have $1,000 a week, she has $5,000 a week salary as member of parliament. And she's caught shoplifting, not just once, three times. Last year. And I think she's been doing that for a long time. She did not realize that there was a hidden camera there. She puts, uh, that, that shop is expensive shop. And she puts the, the clothes into her bag. And went out without paying. She was caught last year, she was caught again, twice. And last week or two weeks ago, it was in the news. Then she give up her portfolio. You know, you have a portfolio when you are member of parliament, you you are, uh, you might be doing some, you know, all the police matters, you bring the legislation about police matters into the, into the parliament or justice system, whatever it is, you bring it. So she has, I think, 10 portfolios. There's a lot of work to do. And then, um, she just blew it up. She thinks that no one is watching. I will tell you, that is a big thing for New Zealand, but that is, you know, something also the same way, and even more to us as Christians. She was called shoplifting, but I think 
We are caught by God on many things. We are caught by the Lord on many things because we did not know, we did not realize that there is this invisible camera also. We don't need invisible camera because the Holy Spirit lives in us. He knows our, you know, what's inside us. And we, we, He knows what we are going to do when we are alone. When you are alone, what are you going to do? Don't tell me. Because <laughs> it might be a scandalous, you know, um, confession if you do that. But I hope that when, even though there's no one is watching, we will do the right thing by the grace of God. Because we are children of God. The Lord Jesus dwells in us. And he will not dwell in us for nothing. The Lord Jesus is a, you know, a righteous God. He is a holy God. And he is asking us to be holy. For, for he is holy. Be therefore, um, um, be therefore holy for I am holy. Say the Lord. Be therefore perfect for I, the Lord, your God, is perfect. So that is why, um, so it just came into my mind, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ came into our heart, He dwells in us, He promised that, and He does, He is in our heart right now, so therefore, we thank the Lord for that, but the implication is, we will be circumspect in our lives, we will be like careful in our, in our actions, do not even try to say that because no one is watching you, then you are free what you do. Do not think about it. Because remember the promise of the Lord? What, that, what does He promise to us? I will never leave you nor forsake you. I think that is good thing, you know, if we if we are uh, if we are doing the right thing, I think that is a good thing that the Lord Jesus is with us. But that is a bad thing, you know. If you are um, you are in a habit of doing bad things. Once you are in a habit of doing bad things, that promise of the Lord is your condemnation. That promise of the Lord, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that is a great blessing if you are doing the right thing. But if you are doing the bad thing, that promise is going to be a bad thing to you. Because He sees you. He, he, he's watching you every step of the way of whatever things that you are doing. He sees you. And it's going to be proclaimed. We have our, our projector there. We have our projector. Time will come. It's your life there. And those things that you have done in the secret of your, you know, um, being alone will be played there on the screen. That is why our church will warn us about that so that it can save us for the future. Our church will be will be able will be a great blessing to us to be warned that there will be a great movie in your life. There will be a great movie in your life, and you know, do not mess up because you are a child of God. God will not spare you with a shameful thing. There will be a shame, shameful things coming if we will not be uh, careful of our lives. So again. That is the promise of the Lord. Uh, we talked about this last week. That He will indwell in us. He, dwell, he dwells in our heart. And also, and not just dwell, he pro the Lord promises to us that, you know, the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, will come to us. We will have the love of Christ. 
We will begin to love that lovable. We will begin to love the, you know, those people that we don't like. Ah, uh, I don't like this person, but for the sake of the soul, you know, this person, for the sake of the kingdom of God. So we have to love the person. Why? Because of the love of Christ. <clears throat> Even though you don't like to do, you don't want to get up early in the morning, but you have to because of the love of Christ, which passes all our time. Sometimes we don't like to, um, um, we don't like to uh, do the things uh, that, that, you know, we enhance the, our souls, like going to Bible study, you have, um, you are contemplating of staying home, but because of the love of Christ, you go. Um, you don't want to read the Bible, you don't want to pray, those kind of things, because of the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, all understanding. And also the promise of God that we talked about last week is um, the joy of Christ, the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ will be in our hearts. That he will place joy um, in us and our joy will be full. Our joy will be, you know, uh, to its fullest extent. And another thing that we talked last week, just to recap this because I know that after today you will forget this again. And I might bring this up again uh, one uh, one month or two, one year from now, but at least we, we will be reminded every now and again because the Word of God is, you know, bread to us. The Word of God is food. So we keep on eating and eating and eating the same food. But that is to the nourishment of our souls. So here is the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, the peace of God. This, um, uh, this is um, a thing that we, you know, we praise the Lord <clears throat> that even though we, we don't have money, even though uh, we are not rich, but we have the peace of God. Some people are rich. Praise the Lord for those Christians um, love the Lord and still they are rich. Praise the Lord for them. But there are also rich that do not have the Lord and that do not have that real peace. And at least, you know, uh, they have money, but despite that, they don't have peace. Yeah, the most important thing in this life also, along with our salvation, is the peace. The peace of Christ, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Now to start with, let's, let's go to, um, let's go to, uh, these acoustics that I'm going to show to you because this year I think it's better for us to grow, it's better for us to uh, learn more about uh, the things of God in our lives and first of all if you are not saved please uh, come to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, come to the Lord because He is open, He is ready and um, he, he loves you and He wants you to be saved and do not not to miss that opportunity because you cannot really um, you cannot really joke about the future because the future is doomed. The future is so dark. The future is um, terrible for you if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Make sure that you know it. Make sure that you have confidence in that. Make sure that you have, you know, uh, you have uh, asked the Lord to come into your life to save your soul. Because 
all of these things we talk about growth is useless if you are not saying the growth that we are going to aspire this year um, cannot be very very um, you know um, cannot be very uh, usable for that same you must be saved I will tell you um, that is the greatest thing that uh, will happen to your life if you are not saved. I would be very sad if <coughs> at the end of this life you will be found out that you are not saved. I would be very sad because um, the reason why we have this ministry is so that first and foremost that you will know your salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, that you will grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ that you that Lord Jesus can use you and you will surrender your life to God to serve the true and living God. That's the purpose of our church. What, what else is the purpose of our church? The purpose of our church is for people to be saved, then this saved will serve. Once these people that grow in a Christian ministry, they will serve, whether in pastoral, whether in missions, going to other places, or whether stay in the place and you know um, live a, a, a godly life and make business, make money and support the ministry or uh, support the work somewhere else. Um, you maybe if you have a lot of money, then we will buy a church building or we will we will um, buy a campsite so that we can have all our trainings to do there, all our. Um, you know, education for uh, maybe uh, Bible school there, who knows? But those kind of things cannot be done by just us uh, because we are not here for money. So we need someone also to go into business. If you are not in, if you are not in the full-time ministry, so go into business and support the ministry. Partner with God. Say to the Lord, Lord, I want you to be my partner in this business. Lord, um, our business, every income or business, we will separate the tithes. And Lord, 50% um, of the profit uh, is yours. Like that, say to the Lord. The business, Lord, is yours. I will be partner to this. I will take half of this after the tithes, and then you take half. But you manage the Lord's money and take half. Take that half, so maybe you will you will um, sponsor a um, um, missionary to India, missionary to Ghana, to Laos, to Cambodia, to Phnom Penh, wherever it is, or to Cebu, uh, to Bohol. But again, you know, partner with God because the Lord will bless you. Remember Colgate. That's why maybe Colgate is still here in the, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the market. Because at one time when Colgate was down, in the brinks of bankruptcy, he asked God for a second chance. Lord, give me another chance. Give me another chance. And, and he promised to the Lord that um, he will give to mission. And he promised that um, most of the money will go to mission. And in fact, at the end, he gave 90% to mission. 90%. Only 10% for him. 
the Lord ordered that. Oh, Pastor, I cannot do that. No, we cannot do that because it takes the grace of God. But he did that. He gave to he gave to Bishop, and that's why I think that's why a lot of Asian countries um, got saturated, especially Philippines. I think that is the you know the effect of those people who surrendered their life to God after, after, right after World War II. Then these people um, gave to mission. And the Lord blessed their businesses. You see, how can you survive with 10% if you only have $10,000 uh, monthly income? That's even me. But if he has like um, $5 million a month income, and he gave to the Lord the 90%, that means he only has $500,000 a month. That is still beyond your need. And he was able to, um, that's why a lot of churches, so large churches in America in those times, so large. You think of Oakland University, there's a lot of buildings. That kind of properties and buildings, sometimes it's just one church in America. Lee Robertson, Lee Robertson, he's got a lot of buildings like that of Oakland, Oakland, uh, Oakland University. Why? Did he start rich? No, he was very poor. When, when Pastor Lee Robertson was um, called to God to, to the ministry, he could not support himself. He only has, I think, uh, he only has, if I'm not mistaken, $12 a month salary as a preacher, as a pastor. $12 a month. And you know, you know what he did? He would be so glad if there is one day he will separate that, um, I think, 20 cents or yeah, 10 cents. He will separate 10 cents just for him to have at least one McDonald's a week. That he can, he can eat McDonald's just once a week. And he will eat like uh, poor food that's fine with him throughout any other. But there is one day that he will really enjoy McDonald's or you know one McDonald's meal a week. Because that's only money he can afford to buy um, that kind of food. He has to pay, you know, um, a lot of things and go around a visitation and, and he needs money to go around. But he, he cannot afford to have uh, McDonald's twice a week. And until there was this one day, he was awakened. I mean, no, not awakened. Um, he got out of his apartment. Um, he saw on the on the um, on the do under the door. He saw an envelope. When he when he opened the envelope. He was shocked. Wow! One dollar bill. One dollar bill. And there's no name. The envelope is just plain, empty. That must be his. He said, he thinks of himself when he's trapped by someone. But that must be his. So he took it, 
And whoa, I will tell you that very day he had McDonald's. <laughs> he had McDonald's. He enjoyed eating McDonald's because he could not afford to eat more McDonald's a week. That day he ate McDonald's. That's extra already. And the next morning, the next morning, another envelope, another envelope, another envelope, the same. One dollar bill, and one dollar bill is so big in those times. 1960s, 1950s, that's big money. He could not believe it. Someone should have put this money here, you know, um, deliberately. At first, he thought it's just like someone dropped the money somewhere. But now, second, second day, Every day there is there is this one dollar bill. The next day the same there's another. And this is deliberate. He concluded that this is deliberate. What he did, he put a, a very tiny line, you know, like a thread of a cloth thread. He put there that when that person and he puts that, you know, before he went to bed. Um, Put that line there, that when the person cross that line and drop something there so that he will be awakened. And sure enough, three o'clock in the morning, that, you know, that, 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 that device uh, ran. Get up, ran out into the door, open the door, and there was this lady. The lady who was the wife, uh, the widow, wife of the pastor, but that that uh, lady was rich, and um, um, she has a lot of property. Uh, her husband passed away, and they had insurance, so she has a lot of money, and, but she was not happy. She was not happy to Pastor Lee Robertson. She said to Pastor Lee Robertson, young boy, if you tell one soul, there will be none anymore. Finish. So she, he was warned not to tell anyone that she puts that money there because um, I believe, you know, she she doesn't want to be known that she's the one giving support to the minister. But that was a great, you know, testimony. And why I'm talking about Pastor Lee Robertson? Because Pastor Lee Robertson started very poor and ended up his ministry is like Oakland University, a lot of buildings, three giant, you know, um, um, properties in I think that is in Tennessee. Tennessee. It is true. The Lord really will bless you if you will just partner with God. Just partner with God. Do not, do not partner with unbelievers. Do not partner with uh, people that do not, do not know the Lord. First and foremost, if you partner with people, partner with God first. Just partner with God and then and see how it goes. And see how the Lord will, will move you and uh, use you mightily. It's not just, you see, uh, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. The Lord is very, you know, uh, he is in the business of um, 
making great things. So do not limit the Lord. Do not limit Him in your life. The Lord can use you mightily, but wait for your time. Wait for your time. Do not jump ahead of God. Because if you do, that is me. If you jump ahead with God, that is being hasty. You will not be innocent. God said in the Bible, if you are hasty, wait for the proper time. Finding, finding a partner in life, a wife or a husband, wait. You know, properly with the Lord. Wait patiently with the Lord. And in business, wait in God. In, in, in maybe making major, major move in your life, wait in the Lord. Do it in the proper time. Because if you go ahead, again, you will not be innocent. So, um, that's a blessing that the Lord will give to us in our ministry, um, in the ministry, in the in the word of God, He promised us things that passes all understanding. So I have not started. I have not started my um, lesson yet about growth. So to start this, and then I will, I will uh, continue this Lord willing. Um, but growth is an acrostic. Uh, we need growth in our Christian life. This is um, January 2024, and I believe we still have. A few days left for January and 11 months to go, and we will see what the Lord can do and help us in our um, in our walk with Him. But as we walk with the Lord, we have to grow. We have to grow. So there are steps here how to grow. There are steps here that will enhance our growth. This will really enhance our growth. And actually, actually, this acrostic is called growth. So, um, the word growth, it has a meaning to each letter to it. One is G, that means uh, you have to go. Go, um, um, find a Bible-believing Baptist church. That is the start. You have to stay in the church. Stay in the church. Because God will call you in the church. The Lord will not call you outside if you are outside the church. The Lord only calls people from within the church. Pastor Babius was called because he was in the church. Pastor DeSalva was called because he was in the church. Pastor Jimbo was called because he's in the church. I got called because I'm in the church. And if you are always, you know, I'm not talking about you stay in the church for one week, one month. I stayed in the church Every Sunday, my life is in the church. Every Wednesday, my life is in the church. That is what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying, stay in the church. Because in the church, you will flourish in the courts of our God. You will flourish. You will, you will grow. You will bloom. You will have flowers. You will have fruit. If you separate yourself, you will have different fruit. The fruit that God will not take. But here in the church, you will have a fruit that God will take. Not all fruits that God will take. There are only fruits that God will take, and that is those plants that are planted in the courts of His vineyard. So that is the beginning to that. If you are saved, then go find a um, Bible-believing Baptist church. 
Another thing, after go, after G, that's R. So read your Bible daily. Read your Bible every day. I will detail the meaning or the, the, the uh, Bible references to this next week, Lord willing. And the next uh, word is obey. That stands for O. So go, read, and obey. Obey Christ and be baptized. If you have not been baptized, then consider baptism because that's important. You cannot serve the Lord. The Lord Jesus did not serve uh, in the ministry until his baptism. He did not perform miracles. He did not, you know, for 33 years or for 30 years, the Lord Jesus did not heal a sick person. Not one. For 30 years, the Lord Jesus did not, did not preach the gospel. Not once. He talked to the rabbis, but he's not preaching the gospel. For 30 years, the Lord Jesus uh, did not visit to, you know, uh, all these uh, towns to share to them the, the good news. Not once. For 30 years, the Lord Jesus did not do anything until he got baptized. So, because we are followers of Christ, we didn't do anything, at, you know, in the ministry until we get baptized. So that means our baptism will um, will put us into the ministry service. Our salvation will put us into the family of God. But our baptism will enlist us into the service. So you have to understand. When you receive Jesus Christ, you are saved. Whether you, you come to the church or not, because the, the Lord Jesus Christ saved you, you are saved. But baptism, baptism is our enlistment into the service. Supposed to be all people that will sing in a choir, they are supposed to be baptized. Members of our church. Or transferred to our church. But we don't put that, you know, as a as a you know, uh, as a matter of our requirement, because we were very small uh, in those times, but time will come that we have to streamline that. Only people that will say, not this time, but we will announce it. By that time, only the people that are members of our church, baptized in our church, will be able to sing. But other people, even though they are not baptized, they are not members, they can still do other things in the church. But those people that will do in the choir, Another thing, um, the the, uh, the people that, that do the choir or people that do ministry, handle uh, Sunday school, teaching Sunday school, um, or, or, or doing any ministry in the church, they must be baptized. Because again, our pattern is the Lord Jesus. He did not do anything until he got baptized. The moment the Lord Jesus got baptized, he began preaching. He preached when he was 30 years old. Then he began healing the sick. He began reaching out to people. He began doing all these things after his baptism. That is why it's very awkward for our church to do something. This is beyond the Bible. This is not, this is outside the Bible. People are serving. And then, we do not know if, 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 if these people are really um, saved or baptized. We do not know. That is why we need, to, we need to streamline this. And every person that works in our ministry, we have a program. And so that they will understand where, this, where, where they position themselves. What are the limitations? What are the obligations? 
What are the responsibilities? What are the duties and roles? We have, we have to define all those. So that every now and again, we can check, um, you know, the, the people that are uh, working in the ministry. This is a part of uh, organization. So, again, this um, um, example that we have is very, is very um, um, you know, very useful in the ministry uh, if we follow the biblical standard really but again as I told you before we were so small and we don't have the resources I mean we don't have the people that can run this that can be part of this part of that uh, because only very few but now with the grace of God that the Lord has increased our people in the church then we will do the right thing and we need to grow according to you know that uh, the, the, the growth that God has given uh, to us in the church. So all of us uh, will grow together. We will grow together. But we need to be taught in the Bible within the church. We need to study the Bible ourselves, not just depend on the church uh, preaching. Do not just depend on the preaching. Study it yourself um, in your free time or separate time. And also obey, obey the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Holiness, righteousness, obey, and then be baptized. And then W, W. So we are in G, go, R, read, read the Bible. Always uh, uh, obey the Lord Jesus and be baptized. W, witness to others um, of the Lord Jesus. Witness. Do not just, you know, uh, be satisfied of coming Sunday. Do not just be satisfied with coming to church in the service. Do not be satisfied with that. You have loved ones. You have you have uh, uh, you have children in your home. Your children share the gospel to your children. You have parents share the gospel to your parents. If they are not saved, if you have um, a brother or sister, share the gospel. If they are not saved, do not be satisfied of coming to church and as if you have done your religious duty. It's not religion. We are not just doing this for religion. So we have to witness to others of the Lord Jesus. And T, so see, G-R-O-W, now becomes T. Thank God daily in prayer. Be thankful. Be grateful to God. I will tell you, if you begin to be grateful to God, if you begin to be thankful to God, it changes your life. It changes your perspective. You will not be easily upset. You will, be, you will not be angry with your brother. You will not be angry with your sister. Because you prayed for your sister, you prayed for your brother. You ask God for your blessing. And then if, if you ask God for the forgiveness of their sins. So therefore, if this brother or sisters of yours will sin against you, you pray to God for the forgiveness and so you forgive them too. You will begin to, you know, reach out to them and and humble to them, uh, humble before them, and, and um, tell them that you love them. So it will change the whole perspective, the whole atmosphere in the home. And not just in the home, in your workplace. You pray for your worker, uh, workplace. Pray for them. Pray for their, um, um, you know, uh, pray that the Lord will save them. And if they will fight against you, so you will not pick up the fight. You will just pray to God and be at peace with your friend or with your workmate. So that is it. 
growth that, that is needed for growth. We have to witness to others and, and thank God daily in prayer. And also, letter H, honor God with your life. Honor God. How to honor God? Everything. Uh, it's all deep. Honor God with your time. Honor God with your treasure. Honor God with your talent. Honor God with your tribe, your family, your relatives. Honor God. How to honor God with our relatives? You know, seek God for your salvation. Do something for your salvation. You might gather them at your birthday. Okay, folks, it's my birthday. Auntie, uncle, God, I, I, I wish you can come to my birthday. Um, it's a, you know, uh, I, I have I have preparation and I want you to have meal with us. But in your heart, you want them to be saved. So you will ask a pastor to come or you will ask a brother to, to give a, a salvation message. That is how to honor God with your tribe. Honor God with your, you know, with, with your relatives. That is what how that is how to honor God. If we do that, how for sure we have grown. We have grown. So go to a Bible reading Baptist church, read your Bible daily, obey God, and the Lord Jesus Christ and his be baptized, and witness to others, thank God daily, and, and honor God with your life. Honor. Do not dishonor a lot of us with dishonor God. That is really sad. But we ought to honor the Lord more than anything else. Honor God. So again, I, I just touched that, but Lord willing, next Sunday, we don't have Sunday school because uh, our Soul Winning Revival has arrived. This coming week, actually, this coming week is our um said Pastors Conference. So our pastor's conference will end in Saturday, but Sunday, right after Saturday is Sunday, is the beginning of the soul winning revival. We have morning, no Sunday school, uh, we go straight to our, to our soul winning revival, so Pastor Howell, so come early, 9.30 in the morning, Pastor Howell will, will stand here, 9.45. 9.45, Pastor Howell will start the soul winning revival. I will, I will welcome you all for that. By that, uh, you know, by that grace, I can welcome you all, and we will start the soul winning revival and at 10:30. Pastor Belcher will uh, also uh, preach the second message, and in the afternoon, no, no young people's program. That will be um, soul winning revival with Pastor Howell again, and in the evening, by five o'clock in the evening. We will have the uh, message number four for the soul winning revival. Again, this coming Thursday, this coming uh, Thursday is an um, Australia, New Zealand um, Baptist Fellowship, uh, Pastor's Fellowship, and then that is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Then uh, Pastor's Fellowship will end on Saturday, but soul winning revival will start on Sunday. We have a very, very beautiful, you know, uh, schedule ahead of us. So, again, uh, pray about this. Pray that you will be here. 
so that you know we will all grow with this. We will all be we will all benefit from this because the Lord has blessed us with all this great blessing. This is for our growth. This is for our strengthening. This is for our you know spiritual nourishment. No other, no other church in New Zealand have this kind. No other. I tell you, the Lord has enriched us so much with spiritual blessing that eventually the Lord also, you know, um, um, will, will be able to use you in, in, in great things in the future. Alright, so my time is up. So we will, we will close this and uh, we will come back again for the announcement. We will prefer it in the, in the uh, screen. Um, just a reminder that...